It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone, it's your host Edward Ford and welcome to the Growth of Podcast, the show about all things B2B SaaS marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Advanced B2B, the growth marketing agency that helps B2B SaaS businesses generate sustainable revenue growth through marketing. So if you're looking for an agency partner who will help you get measurable results from your marketing, then check out advancedb2b.com for more info. Now, joining us today on the show is Frida Arenbu, who is CMO at GetAccept. And in this episode, we're talking about how to build a world-class SaaS marketing team. Now, in order for companies to grow, marketing needs to grow, and that means building a team. So all SaaS marketing leaders and managers are faced with this challenge, but it's easier said than done. So just exactly how do you build a world-class SaaS marketing team? Well, I caught up with Frida to hear how she scaled GetAccept's marketing org from a team of three in Sweden to a global team of 25 marketers spread across multiple international markets. In this episode, we cover how GetAccept scaled their marketing team, in what order and why, how all their teams work together, what to look for when hiring top marketers, how to nurture talent and enable people to grow their careers within your company, an insight into the culture within GetAccept's marketing team, and how to get your marketing team working well and aligned with your product and sales teams. So here's episode 83 of the Growther Podcast with Frida Arambu, CMO at GetAccept. Welcome to another episode of the Growth of Podcast, and it's my pleasure to welcome Frida Arambu to the show, who is CMO at Get Accept. So, Frida, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Growth of Podcast. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure, and this is going to be a great episode as we're discussing how to build a world-class SaaS marketing team. And as companies scale, teams obviously need to scale. So, I think this is something all SaaS marketing teams will need to work on along their journey and. When you joined GetAccept, so if we go back a couple of years now, there were just three people in the marketing team, I believe all based in Malmo, Sweden. You're now around 25 people, which I think is even around 20% of the entire company. And you're hiring for several roles. So as CMO, this has been one of your main priorities. So going back to when you joined GetAccept, what were the first things you did in terms of planning for scaling your team, especially considering you were over about 500 kilometers away from Malmo in Stockholm? Yeah, good question. Um, I think one has to go back to, I mean, GetAccept has been around since 2015. uh, And the company started off as very uh, sales oriented. So having an outbound approach to sales and acquiring customers. Uh, And that was, of course, uh, successful we still do it but it it has to at that point it has it had taken us to a certain level and then we had to figure out a way to scale further so when i joined the company uh, i had a very clear uh, assignment or objective that i had to to build an inbound machinery that could could support uh, the ongoing scale and support uh, the sales of the company um so uh based on that uh i of course had to build a marketing team that was ready for growth uh and that could comp- support sales so going back again 
uh, when I started, I think the, the marketing contributed ARR that we had back then was like 15% or something like that. Uh, and the first year, which was then 2020, uh, the goal for that year was that we were going to support uh, or have marketing contributed ARR of 50%. So quite clear uh, target for me. And of course, I had to figure out then how to build a marketing team to support that. And just as you said, the the team that I had consisted of three people, uh, very, uh, I would say, focused on on content, on social media, organic social media, and on physical events. Uh, and they were doing a a super do, you know super good job at that time. We were quite you know building our brand. We did quite a lot of bust in the market, uh, but we didn't uh, really have. Uh, I mean, we, we needed to scale that further and make sure that we we built a lead uh, machinery that generated leads for sales. So that was more or less my 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 very clear focus when I joined. Yeah, that's great to hear and get the context and background. So you've made that transition from outbound sales driven to inbound marketing driven, complementing that sales uh, team. And there are so many ways to structure a SaaS marketing team. And I know as I've had lots of discussions on this topic recently. So talk us through, how did you then go about structuring the teams and, and what were the different sub teams within marketing and, and how would they work together to build up that marketing driven engine? So the first version of the marketing team didn't necessarily have any sub teams. It was, it was um, different you know, experts within their different fields all reporting to me. Uh, so as I said, I had one person responsible for uh, content, I had one person responsible for social media, and I had one person uh, responsible for events. There was a lot of physical events going on back then. Uh, but what I needed, obviously, was uh, to scale up uh, paid acquisition. We were more or less uh, not ranking at all back then. So one of the first hires that I made was a performance marketeer uh, to kick off uh, all kinds of different paid acquisition uh, activities, search, paid social, um, native, other kinds of paid collaborations. Um, the next person that obviously became important was to optimize how our website uh, converted. So if we started driving more traffic to our website all of a sudden through all these different activities, we had to make sure that we actually had a optimal website that converted that traffic. And back then we didn't even have a, a, a we didn't have any person responsible for our website. So the next hire was obviously a web manager who could handle that. Uh, so those were the two uh, first hires that I made uh, just one or two months after I started. Um, the next thing that was quite obvious when I started was that um, back again to the fact that GetAccept has always been quite good at you know, making a lot of bust in the market and, and, and building the brand awareness and trying to position the brand. But to be honest, back then when I asked the founders to, you know, hey guys, can I have a look at the brand platform? Uh, and they proudly said, yeah, sure, here it is. And they presented me with the logo and two colors. Uh, and that was, <laughs> that was the brand platform. 
And then I realized quickly, okay, we have some work to do here as well, because if we are going to go out in the market and, uh, you know, do a lot of more activities all of a sudden, and lots of different people uh, are going to work on this because the marketing team are going to grow now quite rapidly, it's super important that we actually have a coherent way uh, in terms of our brand uh, and how we communicate. So the next hire was a designer uh, brought into the team who became responsible for actually developing the first version of the brand platform. So those were the three, three first hires. And then I had a team of six, seven people uh, still all reporting to me uh, the first year. Yeah, that's great to hear. And how did it evolve after that? So as you said, you had individuals owning certain areas reporting into you. So what happened after that? And have you been building out some of those sub teams over time? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I mean, we are present in, in seven markets. Um, so, and, and many of these markets are in Europe. And as we all know, Europe has several different countries with several different languages. So the next uh, hires that became very important was to hire local marketeers who could take whatever we globally decided to take out and localize that in the global, or sorry, in the local market. Uh, so the next hires were local marketeers in, in the different Nordic markets, for example, in France um, and in the US. Um, so that was the next hire, but that worked pretty well, I would say, the first year. Um, it was still a team of, of, of 12, 11 people maximum, and they could all still report to me. So it wasn't until end of 2020 uh, that we came to um, you know, we, we, we came to the fact that now the team has grown so much, we start, we need to um, uh, have a look at it again and see uh, how we restructured the team into sub teams, uh, which I then did uh, and uh, made the team into five sub teams where three were global teams, uh, which were uh, the, the, the brand and bus team, the content team, and then also partner marketing, because I have partners within marketing as well at, at GetAccept, since we do a lot of activities together with our integrations partners. So three global teams and then two regional demand gen teams. So one demand gen team focusing on uh, Europe and one demand gen team focusing on the US. And then obviously uh, I came to uh, the the phase where I actually needed to bring in team leads um, as the next recruitment. So that happened beginning 2020, I would say, or 2021, sorry. Hard to keep track of the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great to hear. And how about today? What does the team look like today? Uh, so today um, I have five sub-teams uh, or five global sub-teams and two uh, regional uh, sub-teams. So brand and bus still exists, the content team, the partner marketing team. I also now have a web and CRO team and a product marketing team. And those teams are all global supporting the regional demand gen teams with whatever they need help with in terms of brand, content, partner, product marketing, and web. Uh, and then I have the two 
uh, regional demand gen teams, which focus on Europe and uh, US. And the reason for having two demand gen teams, which might be a, a an interesting question is the fact that we operate in, in very different time zones. So uh, I want to make sure that the US team especially can um, you know, run on their own initiatives uh, in their own time zone and not be um, delayed, so to speak, uh, having to align too much with the global team. Let's move on from here. So you can't grow a world-class team without recruitment. So from a hiring perspective, what are some of the things you look for in the people who are joining your team? Uh, I would say we have quite of a, a thorough recruitment process at Get Accept. We do uh, you know, screening calls. We do several interviews. We do case interviews. We do personality tests. And we make sure that the candidates meet with several people that might be that person's colleagues going forward. Um, and of course, we focus on uh, the specific competence that is needed, but uh, cultural fit is also something that is super important to us. Um, we try, uh, I mean, we have a very clear get accept culture and we want to make sure that that person that we hire feels connected to that and that that person also uh, will contribute to that culture. Uh, so I would say that is uh, definitely one of the important things that we look for. But in addition to that, we of course look to, I mean, we are a global company uh, and we want to build a company that, that, that recruits people from different backgrounds, from that has different experiences, that come from different markets um, so that we get different kinds of perspectives in uh, and ideas um, and not become too, too uh, uh, you know, similar, uh, hiring two similar people all the time. Uh, and I actually looked at this earlier this week in the marketing team solely. We have, we now have people from, from nine different countries and all together we speak over 15 different languages actually. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's super awesome. That's great to hear. And we'll come on to culture later on in more detail. But building a world-class team is not just about hiring and recruitment, but also nurturing the existing team members. So how do you provide a path for marketers to grow their careers within GetAccept? Uh, we have uh, a quite clear uh, success review uh, process. Uh, in Get Accept. So we do success reviews every year with every um, employee uh, where we, you know, the manager and the employee together go through performance and how that person wants to develop. Um, and then, of course, we follow that. Uh, we follow up on that closely, uh, not just once a year, but continuously throughout the year, making sure that that person develops in the way that that person wants to develop. Uh, and of course that could be combined with different training sessions or, or uh, uh, both internally and externally. Uh, we also have something that I'm very proud of, which is a mentoring, internal mentoring program. Uh, so as an employee, you can sign up for either to be a mentor or to be mentored. Uh, and then you can choose depending on what, what interests you have 
that you, for example, if you are within marketing, you might want to mentor within product because you want to, to learn more about product or programming or something like that. Or you want to mentor within sales because you want to get better understanding of the sales process or how sales work. Um, so that is also something that we uh, work a lot with, making sure that as many people as possible within the company actually take the chance to join the mentoring program because it's pro- proven quite both quite successful and quite popular. It's time for a commercial. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Advanced B2B and Advanced B2B helps B2B SaaS companies from all around the world find their way to sustainable growth through marketing. And we have a special offer for listeners of the Growth Up podcast. You can go to advancedb2b.com slash TGH and get a free assessment of your marketing plus some ideas you'll be able to implement right away. So go to advancedb2b.com slash TGH for more info. Yeah, and you mentioned you have teams in the Nordics, France and the USA, and these are three very different cultures. So what have been some of the cross-cultural challenges you've had to overcome when building your team? I think this is a good uh, question, and I, I, I thought about it. I don't necessarily think that we've had a lot of challenges connected to uh, the cultural differences. It has more in that sense been connected to uh, you know, that, that people have different personalities and different, uh, I mean, it's different characters. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily see, say that, uh, you know, people from France have this way of being and that might clash with people from Sweden or something like that. We haven't come across that. Uh, but I think that also goes back to the fact that in the recruitment process, uh, we spend a lot of time making sure that independent on where you come from or what kind of background you have, you have to sort of commit to the get accept culture and the get accept accept culture is very, you know, open-minded. Most of the people here are very curious. Uh, They are very humble, I would say, very supportive. Um, uh, uh, and interested in to understand what other people do and how they can support that. Uh, so I think that 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 builds the overall culture more than that we find that people from different backgrounds or different markets or different countries are um, uh, are, are are so different, so that it actually ends up in in challenges in that way. Yeah, and you spoke about the get accept culture there. So could you describe the culture more specifically within your marketing team? So what's important to you? What do you value? How do you work together? I mean, back again to that, uh, we try to have a very, uh, you know, I think it's my job as the manager of the team to always try to come in with high energy and give energy to the team, especially since We've been working so remotely the last one and a half year, and it hasn't necessarily been easy to have, you know, to have the remote meetings all the time and give the energy to the whole team. Uh, but I really try to focus on that. Uh, and that goes for the team as well. Uh, uh, we have a culture of trying to be very positive, give a lot of, of energy to each other, uh, 
feed to the culture, but also, of course, expect to get from the culture. Uh, I think the, the, the marketing team or the people in the marketing team as a whole are very, um, you know, friendly, open-minded, uh, of course, performance-driven and, and result-driven. You have to be, the, you know, given the fact that we are a, a company in hyper-growth. But it's also important to make sure that there's a safety net around everybody. So as soon as you feel that you need help, you might be uncertain about something uh, or you might be having a bad day, uh, that there are actually people and a team behind you that has your back and that will help you. Um, so I think it's a very supportive team, open-minded team, positive team. Of course, we have our struggles, uh, but we're definitely in this together. And it's a, a you know team win, very strong team win culture, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And just digging into this a little further. So having a strong bond with your team is so important. I think the pandemic has amplified just how critical that is. So how do you foster a positive and strong spirit within your team? Um, I mean, we have we have uh, uh, we have different kinds of session, I would say, to foster that. Uh, one of the things that we've done uh, the last year is, for example, to have bragging sessions, uh, which means that one person in the team gets another person to brag about, uh, and that person doesn't necessarily know that he or she is going to be bragged about. And then we have a bragging session in the team where that person sits for one or two minutes and just receives a lot of positive feedback. Uh, that is one thing uh, that has been uh, a lot of fun doing, but also has given a lot to both the person, of course, receiving the bragging, but also for the person that actually gives the bragging. Uh, Another thing that we've done in the team is that we've had uh, so-called, uh, excuse my French, fuck up Fridays, uh, where we actually share failures and things that we messed up uh, recently, but also, of course, what did we learn from that? Uh, it can be uh, work-related. Many times it's been work-related, but it's also been uh, personal, <laughs> personal stories. Uh, and of course, that has also fostered a culture where it's been okay. I mean, of course, it's okay to fail and it's, of course, okay to make mistakes, but it's also been okay for all of us to laugh about it. Uh, and there's been, there's certainly been some good stories uh, that we've ended the week with um, laughing, <laughs> laughing uh, hard about. Um, we also have feedback sessions in the marketing team once a month. We we, um, I, I break up the team in pairs and they prepare feedback for each other. Uh, so there are several things that we've done uh, uh, the last year to make sure that we foster a positive uh, you know, culture and feeling in the team, but also the fact that it's been harder to bond as a team due to the remote setup. So we've had to have uh, different activities in place to almost, you know, understand me correctly, force people to get into the mode uh, and to get to know each other and put time and effort into that. 
it's been so easy in one way during the pandemic to just continue, you know, to work and be super productive. Uh, but as a, a, a leader of the team, uh, it, it has also been important to make room for these other things. Yeah, absolutely. These are great initiatives. And I love the idea of a bragging session, which is maybe something we're not too good at here in the humble Nordics. But um, exactly. moving from here now, a great SaaS marketing team will fall down if it can't work with two organizations in particular within a company, those being product and sales. So how have you worked on aligning your marketing team with your product and sales teams? Um I would say, uh, you know, back again to the fact that GetAccept uh, started off as a very sales-oriented company. So when I joined, uh, there's never been that much of a challenge for for sales and marketing to to um, have a relationship and to work closely together. I think it also uh, it's also probably because of the fact that I come from sales, so I've always been, a, you know, kind of allergic to to uh, creating any, um, uh, you know, to me, it's very natural that sales and marketing work together. Uh, So we have several um, meetings, I would say, weekly, where sales and marketing meet up, discuss um, how we're trading performance, activities, what we need to change, uh, if we should add anything, et cetera. Uh, sales and marketing are also within GetAccept more or less uh, measured on the same targets. Um, marketing is highly measured on ARR, just as sales are, and sales also understand where the ARR comes from uh, and that it demands a certain amount of leads coming in and what marketing does to make that happen. Uh, so I think sales and marketing are for sure uh, very aligned uh, at GetAccept. Um, aligning marketing and product uh, is something that we are step by step actually becoming better at. I wouldn't necessarily say that we've uh, that we've always been there. It's something that we started uh, a couple of uh, or we're getting better at it. Uh, I've just hired my first product marketeer, and obviously he is in the middle of marketing. Uh, and product. Um, so I, I have I have high hopes that uh, next year product and marketing will have a super close relationship and we will, um, from marketing perspective, work a lot more with product related activities, content and so forth. That That's high on the agenda. Yeah, that's great to hear. And so where do you go from here and how do you plan to build the team going forward into 2022? Good question. Uh, uh, I mean, we are, we are uh, continuing to grow, uh, obviously. Uh, we have some very clear markets that we see uh, great potential in. Uh, France is one of those markets, just to mention one. Uh, so uh, marketing team uh, will definitely focus more on the French market next year. Uh, so far, we are two people in the marketing team focusing on France, and we will for sure uh, grow that or double down on that uh, as one initiative for next year. Uh, product marketing is also something that we will focus much more on uh, next year, uh, growing the product marketing team. Um, yeah, and then we'll see. 
time will tell where we focus. Yeah, absolutely. Great to hear. And this was super good. And we can now move to our closing questions and our fast five challenge. So to wrap things up, I will ask five questions and all you need to do is answer as quickly as possible. So Frida, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. First question. What is the one book you'd recommend others to read? One book, hard question. I, the one that I thought about is actually Lean In uh, by Sheryl Sandberg, uh, because I think it gives a lot of good uh, tips and ideas for female uh, leaders and uh, women who uh, wants to do a career uh, not to uh, exclude themselves from any situations or context. So I think that's a good read. Yes, absolutely. Second question, SaaS company you love and why? Uh, I think Gong is pretty uh, impressive. Uh, they dare to stand out. They dare to do things differently. Uh, they put a lot of time and effort into uh, good and qualitative content. Um, so yeah, I definitely uh, look for inspiration from Gong. Third question, favorite place to learn about marketing online? I think LinkedIn is a good place. Lots of inspiring people that I follow and that I learn a lot from. And then I can then go digging into more details about the things I learn from them. Yes. Fourth question, most important growth metric? ARR for sure. And final question, your best piece of advice for fellow marketers? I think my advice would be to maybe not focus so much on what everybody else is doing or to compare too much, but actually stay focused on, on your own growth and, and your company's growth and keep on gritting and the rest will come. Awesome. Well, Frida, I have to say this was a real pleasure and thank you so much for coming on the Growth of Podcast. Thank you. That was Frida Arembu on how to build a world-class SaaS marketing team. So thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, we'd love for you to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And as ever, you're always welcome to reach out to me on Twitter at Nordic Edward or connect on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for listening to the Growth of Podcast brought to you by Growth Marketing Agency Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off and make sure you check out advancedb2b.com for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are